Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushville. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Soundprints for the week of September 10, 2023. We begin with an announcement from Interim Executive Director Dan Spoon of the American Council of the Blind. Entitled Employee Announcement, Kelly Gask accepts a new position at the American Foundation for the Blind, AFB. Hello, ACB members and friends. We congratulate Kelly Gask as she accepts a new position with the American Foundation for the Blind as their external relations lead, digital marketing, and events. Kelly joined ACB in March of 2015. She began her career at ACB as former ACB Executive Director Melanie Brunson's Executive Assistant and developed her talents throughout her eight years of service to become ACB's Manager of Communications. Kelly professionalized her social media presence and other digital communications, including the acb.org website. She developed ACB's communication platforms into a comprehensive network that is recognized throughout the disability field. ACB will truly miss her smiling voice, her willingness to always add a helping hand, and her true professionalism. It has been a pleasure to watch Kelly grow in her career, and we wish her the very best. Kelly, thank you for your service to ACB, and remember that you will always be a member of our ACB family. Sincerely, Dan Spoon. On Thursday, September 7, Swatha Nandakumar of the ACB National Office posted a message requesting ACB affiliates, both state and special interest, to sign on to a support letter for SSI Savings Penalty Elimination Act which has been introduced into Congress. Here is the letter. Please note that as of this reading on September 10, over 300 organizations nationally have signed the support letter. It is entitled, Support for the SSI Savings Penalty Elimination Act. Dear Senators Brown and Cassidy and Representatives Higgins and Fitzpatrick, on behalf of the undersigned, organizations dedicated to improving the lives of older adults and people with disabilities, we enthusiastically endorse the SSI Savings Penalty Elimination Act, which, for the first time in over 30 years, would raise the amount of assets Supplemental Security Income, SSI recipients, can save without jeopardizing their vital SSI benefits. SSI provides an extremely modest cash benefit for low-income individuals with disabilities and older adults that meet the program's strict means-test criteria. Around 7.6 million people rely on SSI, including 
4.3 million working age adults with disabilities, 1 million children with disabilities, and 2.3 million older adults. Unfortunately, SSI's low outdated resource limit of $2,000 for individuals and $3,000 for couples does not allow people to save for emergencies, such as a leaky roof, car repair, or other unexpected expenses. This makes it difficult for them to weather these crises. To make matters worse, the $2,000 asset limit does not adjust for inflation every year. In fact, the limit has remained the same since 1989, even though today's cost of living is nearly 2.5 times higher. The SSI Savings Penalty Elimination Act would significantly improve the lives of SSI recipients by raising the asset limit to $10,000 per individual, $20,000 per couple. The legislation also adjusts that number for inflation every year, a critical element in today's inflationary environment. This will allow SSI beneficiaries to use their own savings to address needed emergencies when they arise. JPM Morgan Chase recently noted that SSI's outdated asset limit makes it difficult for SSI beneficiaries to achieve any measure of economic security and called for it to be modernized. Thank you again for your leadership in introducing this critical legislation. We look forward to working with you to ensure this important change becomes law. If you have any questions, please contact Darcy, D-A-R-C-Y, Milburn, M-I-L-B-U-R-N, the ARC's Director of Social Security and Health Care Policy at Milburn at theARC.org. Sincerely, and that is followed by the list of all of the organization names. Matt Selm, President of the Kentucky Council of the Blind, has signed on to this letter for KCB, and he is urging all of the KCB chapters to do the same. Here are more KCB announcements for this week. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind Social Hour meets each Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. Their Zoom number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 763-689-4411. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision invites everyone to attend its next in-person Low Vision Support Group meeting on Monday, September 25. The time is 1 to 2.30 p.m. and the place is United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. KCCLV's next virtual Low Vision Support Group meeting will be on Wednesday, September 20 at 8 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line. Join the call from any computer, cell phone, or landline phone. Dial 669-900-6833 and enter the code 862-9889-6972. KCB Next Generation's September Business Meeting will be on Thursday, September 14 at 8 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line. Same number as for KCCLV. 
The Eastern Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its next in-person meeting on Saturday, September 16 at 11 a.m. To find out more about the location of the meeting and to ask about transportation, contact Ronnie Patrick, President of the Eastern Kentucky Council of the Blind, at 606-671-0226. Tri-State Library users invite you to read Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, by Judy Bloom, and then come to the TOU Book Club and Business Meeting on Saturday morning, September 16, at 11 a.m. on Zoom. Share your thoughts about the book, help select the book we'll read for the October meeting, and take part in planning future TOU activities. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Roundabout for September 15 will be hybrid, so doors will open at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville, at 4.30 p.m. We'll have dinner at 5, $6 per person, and we'll hope to have some time to share some tech tips after dinner. We'll join the Zoom line at 6.30 and have announcements and play bingo until 8.30. In-person attendees should plan to make return rides between 8.45 and 9 p.m. Order carryouts, sign up for dinner, and let us know if you have any specific tech requests by calling KCB office at 502-895-4598 in advance. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites you, no matter where you live, in Kentucky or across the nation, to attend our September 22 and September 29 virtual roundabouts on Zoom. The time is 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern. The September 22 roundabout will be page turners. Come share good books you've read or tell us about authors you like. We can also exchange tips on how to use BARD, Bookshare, Kindle, and other sources of accessible books. At the September 8 roundabout, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind talked about food, but it was a different conversation because Sheila Young from Orlando, Florida, and host of the Recipe Swap program on the ACB community, was our special guest. Sheila told us about her show and shared some great recipes and tips. Hear clips from the roundabout on page 2. You'll find four articles on page 3. There's news about a partnership between Legos and Be My Eyes, a new Android phone for the blind and visually impaired from Raz Mobility, accessible products from CVS, and a new free streaming service from NASA called NASA Plus. Soundprints comes to you 12 times each week on ACB Media 1. Our broadcast times are Sunday at 8 p.m., Monday at 8 a.m., Tuesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., Wednesday at 4 a.m. and 4 p.m., Thursday at 10 p.m., and Friday at 1 a.m., 10 a.m., and 1 p.m. Listen to ACB Media 1 using the ACB Link app on your iPhone or on your Alexa device by asking her to open ACB Media and then choosing number 1 when prompted. You can also listen on your Victor Reader Stream by searching for Soundprints in the Victor Stream database or on the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. In the ACB Link app, you'll find Soundprints under the podcasts as well. 
Listen anytime, 24 hours a day, on the KCB Information Line by calling 773-572-6318. To request a free CD subscription, give us a call at 502-895-4598. The CDs are free and they do not need to be returned. We hope you enjoy this week's sound prints. Page two. The first thing uh, I want to do is welcome Sheila. We're we're glad you're here, Sheila. Sheila does a cooking session, cooking show program on ACB Community twice a month. And I guess what, Sheila, you've been doing that since the end of March and twenty. Yeah, right. Right after COVID Uh began, you started. One of the first calls, actually. Sheila, it's your turn. You better hurry. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. <laughs> oh, I needed that tonight. Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, guys. I don't know. When Debbie called me the other day and said, we want to know if you would come, and I said, well, I love talking about recipes, so sure. So, Carla is correct. I started Recipe Swap in March 27th on in 2020. We have had 81 calls. Wow. And 81 documents. And I told Debbie, I said, what I'll do is give you an idea of what we've done. We have done everything from the first recipe swap, which you don't want to hear that one. That was an absolute disaster. That was, that was that was on the phone. I told Cindy, I said, I would really like to have a, a call where we could share that recording because it was on the phone and it was horrible. Back before we knew anything about Zoom. Anyway, so we've had everything from five or less ingredients, appetizers, apple, beef, birthday party in in 2022. We had a birthday party. Uh, Bountiful breads, breakfast, cake mix, candy, casseroles, chocolate. We had a celebration. We had cheesy, we have chicken, we've had Chinese, we've had Hispanic, we've had crock pot, we've had actually, let's see, let's see, we had comfort, we had corn, we had two crock pot calls, we had drinks. That was the most fun ever. (laughs) (laughs) We had desserts, we have Easter, Uh, we've had three Easters actually. Um, we had an entertaining. We had gifts for the holidays. We had fruit. Um, um, German had Halloween, which that was a lot of fun. We had a healthy. We had here's the real beef because we had where's the beef, which was vegetarian. So that was kind of fun. Um, holiday cookies. Ice cream, um, July 4th, kids' recipes so that you could make recipes with your children. 
We've had Labor Day twice. We've had leftover recipes. We've had Let's Give Thanks for Thanksgiving, Mardi Gras, Meals for One or Two, which I loved that call because I am one, and it's really hard to cook for one person. Mediterranean, Memorial Day, Microwave, we've had No Bake, we've had Muffins, um, Pasta and Rice, Potatoes, um, <laughs> we had Picnics, we had a we had a, a call on pet recipes, and <laughs> my vice president, Mikey Wiseman, which some of you probably know Mikey. He said, are you cooking pets? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're making food for the pet, okay? <laughs> we've had potluck. We've had pumpkin. Uh, we've had salads, sauces, soups, um, sheet pans, simple recipes, soul food, south of the border, Thanksgiving, tofu and vegetarian, Valentine's Mm -hmm. vegetables. So we have done pretty much everything you can possibly imagine. And I literally thought this call was going to end. But every time we hold the call, new people come on. They want to be added to the group. And there's over 120 people in the recipe group. Wow. Out of all of those, let me give you something simple. I'll tell you, cake mix recipes, we've got one that's really easy. Let's see. Cake mix cookies. You cannot get any easier than this. You can get any flavor of cake mix, a half a cup of oil, two eggs, You can put nuts in it if you want, but not everybody likes nuts. And any kind of chip. So you can use butterscotch, peanut butter, white, chocolate, whatever. You mix them together. You drop them on a, let's see, does it say greased? Greased cookie sheet. And I usually, you know, get a little spoon and kind of do what you normally do with the cookie dough. I don't make big cookies. You bake it 350 for 10 to 15 minutes. And then if you use a stone, which I love my Pampered Chef stone. So if you use the stone, don't cook them to 15 minutes because once you take them out of the oven, they're going to continue cooking. So I will also tell you another tip that I have learned that I did not know. Um, with crockpot meals, they make crockpot liners, and you can buy them at Walmart, and it makes cleanup so easy. You put that liner in the crockpot. You put everything in the crockpot. Um, you pull the liner out. I always rinse out my crockpot, but you don't have to if you don't want to. Um, and the meal just comes out and throw it in a serving dish or whatever you're going to do. After your call, people come to your call, uh-huh. and, and they share whatever the recipe, recipes for whatever the topic is? Uh-huh. Okay. 
And then what you do put I do? them together? Uh-huh. So what I do is, we, of course, we all record our meetings. I take the record. Everybody that comes to my call have pretty much been regulars. They send me their recipes beforehand. So I have a folder that I take all of the recipes, I put them in a folder, and then I sit after the call and I put each recipe in a document entitled that call, and then I send it out to everybody in that recipe group. So it takes a little bit of time. I do go back and listen to the recording because I do have people that aren't part of the group that don't, you know, that are on their landline and they just call in and they give me a recipe. So I go back and listen to the recording and I type up whatever they said. And then I just put a document together. I send it out as an attachment. And then I let people know what the next call is going to be. So like next Wednesday, it's gluten-free and chocolate. So we'll see what kind of participation and what kind of recipes we get from that. But like I said, it's it's a little bit of work, but it's not too bad because everybody's gotten really good about sending their recipes in. So all I do is edit because there's some misspelling and, you know, I'm anal about making sure they uh, yeah. <laughs> as correctly as I can. My question is about your email uh, recipe group. Does somebody have to come to all the calls or no. uh, to be in that group? No, no. Could you explain There's how? There's no way that we could have 120 people on the call. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so, no, all you have to do if you, well, of course, you've got my email address. So, yeah. Um, and if you want me to add you to the group, that's fine. If you want me to send you all 80 documents, that's fine. I just did that last oh week to an individual. Um, you know, it's not a problem because all I do is I just attach the document and I send out about 15 per email. So you're going to get about five emails with 15 attachments. But, and then... Um, yeah, so if you do want to be added, just shoot me an email, and I'll be happy to add you to the group. That would be marvelous. Thank and you. And then I can send you a list of what we've, <laughs> excuse me, what we've done so far. All right, so let's see. Pumpkin. Let's see. There's crustless pumpkin pie, easiest ever pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies. Would you like those? Was that Debbie that asked about the pumpkin? Debbie Green, yes. I thought so. I thought I recognized that voice, actually. All right, (laughs) so let's see what these pumpkin cookies say. One box of spice cake mix. Mm. One can pure pumpkin, not pumpkin pie filling. Yeah, there's a difference. Yes, there is, for sure. Mix together. Drop on cookie sheet, uh, greased, so spray it with Pam or whatever. Bake at 350 for about 10 minutes or until done. Should make 48 cookies. So there you go. 
That sounds. So that's not even. Easy. That's not even talking about. That's not including the eggs or the half cup of oil on that one. Is there it? is none. Nope. Okay. It's just. It's just the can of spice. the pumpkin. Spice cake mix and then spice. Pump- it has to be the spice cake mix. You can't use right. just any cake mix. Right. Okay. And the one can pure pumpkin. Let me see okay. what size. Fifteen ounce. Okay. Pure pumpkin. Sounds good. Thanks. And because of the fact that you've got all that liquid in the pure pumpkin, I see mm-hmm. it's going to work beautifully, actually. Great. Um, Patty has her hand raised, Sheila. Hey, Patty. How are you? Hey, just fine. Um, so two things. I looked up mm-hmm. a pumpkin cake mix, and I can't find a box one at all. Nowhere. Okay. So uh, there's that. And the other thing is, is that if you don't want to, you know, clean your cookie sheet a lot, use parchment paper. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And a lot of those, because I've made, I've made the strawberry cheesecake, um, and some orange dreamsicle, um, cake mix cookies. Um, but one thing you can do is if you use a smaller pan with the parchment paper, um. You're supposed to leave them on the pan for a little bit and then pull them off. It's easier just to raise raise that parchment paper up and put it on a rack. And um, it they cool just fine that way, too, instead of having to try to keep the cookies from falling through the slats in the rack. It's, I just use the parchment paper to help move it over. Oh, yeah, parchment paper is wonderful. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Best thing. And mm-hmm. sliced bread. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's family friendly now. Okay. Um, but, it, you know, I don't know if people like bacon. Uh, but I've, I've gone If you where, don't like bacon, you just not, you're not. Right, human. right. <laughs> but um, I have found that you can... Now, I use a double layer of parchment paper, mm-hmm. but I use that and put it down, put a larger one underneath, and then I put another piece down, and I lay my bacon on it, and I put it in the oven, and it comes out just, you know, just as good as it being in the in the skillet, but then you don't have all the popping and all well, that. Well, let me, let me tell you, Patty, the way I make bacon is... I literally lay paper towels on a cookie sheet, lay the bacon, and I learned this from a woman who owned a country restaurant in Nashville, Tennessee. And when she told me this, I said, are you nuts? That paper towel will catch on fire. She said, oh, no, it doesn't. You lay the bacon on the paper towels on the cookie sheet, set the cookie sheet in the oven, turn the oven on. After you you put the sheet in first, turn it on to 400. And as it heats up, it cooks the bacon. And it usually takes about 15 minutes. And it comes out so good, depending on how crisp. I like crisp, not burnt, but I like crisp bacon. And it's so easy. So you put your paper towel in the oven? Yeah, absolutely. Now, see, I would want it a little. I, I, I'm one that 
I don't like to do a lot of degreasing, so I'd put a piece of parchment paper down, then the paper towel. But I'm going to draw that. <laughs> See, you got to you got to buy the parchment. You you already buy paper towels. <laughs> oh, I, parchment is like a staple in my. Okay, I mean, well you can you I've can done, do that too. You know, yeah. you can do your burgers like that too. Yeah. Um, anything that's greasy, burgers, sausage, whatever. If you don't want to put them in a skillet, right. But yeah, it, and I never when she and she that was one of the best cooks I ever knew. She was my ex's aunt, and she was such a good cook. And, and you put it in a cold oven, Sheila. You said, "Yep, okay. yep." And as it it is heating up, it's cooking the bacon, and okay. I usually mine's usually in there fifteen twenty minutes. Okay, but if you don't want it that crisp, you can you know just kind of when you start smelling it. That's usually the key. When you start smelling food cooking, you know it's almost done, possibly. So, mm-hmm. but let's right. see. All right. So I'm in the drinks document. Anybody else, Natalie? Uh, no. Well, we right, want to hear so. about drinks. <laughs> All right. Let me see. I've got um, Bailey's chocolate martini. Ooh, so let's see what this is. Two shots of Bailey's Irish Irish cream, if I can get that out. One shot vodka. One shot chocolate liqueur. And you can put raspberries on it for garnish if you want. But you put the Bailey's and vodka and the chocolate liqueur in a shaker. Shake it up. Strain it into a martini glass and top it with raspberries. And I'm trying, I don't remember, gosh, that was one of the funniest calls we ever had. Everybody had a good time with that. And crock pot malt cider, which we all, when it comes Mm. cold time, love Mm -hmm. cider. One half cup brown sugar, two quarts apple cider, one teaspoon allspice, teaspoon cloves, two sticks cinnamon, orange slices. Put it all in the crock pot. And, of course, what I do, if, if you're going to do that, you're going to put the seasoning in a, a cheesecloth. All right, so let me see what else. Um, how about breads? All right, this is an easy bread. It's a banana bread recipe. It is extremely easy, and it's one that I am constantly asked to make. One cup sugar, a half cup. Well, it says shortening or margarine. We don't buy shortening anymore. So half cup, a stick of margarine or butter. Two eggs, two cups of flour, nuts if you want them. And I use all-purpose flour, I mean self-rising flour. I don't buy all-purpose flour. And then three ripe bananas. I will give you a hint on banana bread. If you buy bananas and they're getting too ripe, put them in the freezer and then pull them out when you're ready to make banana bread. 
usually it says three ripe bananas. I usually use four once I put them in the freezer. I pull them out, let them thaw out, and I use four. And just kind of make sure you're not – they do have a little bit of water on them, so I kind of squeeze the water off. <clears throat> but you can freeze bananas, and it makes beautiful banana bread. So don't throw them away. Cream, sugar, and margarine or butter. Then you add eggs, bananas, flour. And I don't know why I didn't edit this either. Then you add the nuts. Once you've blended all that together, add the nuts and then put it in a greased and floured loaf pan. Bake at 325 for about an hour and 10, hour and 15 minutes. And you need to make sure that, of course, your knife in the middle comes out clean. And it's a good banana bread recipe. And like I said, I always, always, always freeze my bananas. All right, so let's find a recipe with fiberless ingredients. Let's see. Um, all right, this is Crock-Pot Creamy Ranch Potatoes. Two pounds, and, and this is for the Crock-Pot, so use your liner. <laughs> Two pounds of small red potatoes quartered. One eight-ounce package of cream cheese. One pack of the ranch dressing and one can of cream of potato soup. Now, I can, I will tell you, I do this with sausage as well. So I will put sausage in it. I use cream of mushroom or cream of chicken, whatever cream of soup you want. I put everything, I put the potatoes in, I put the soup, the cream, the softened cream cheese, the ranch um, dressing. I I do not brown my sausage. I put it in with the potatoes. I put this mixture on top, put it on low, and you can, let's see, low uh, for seven hours, high for four to five. And let me tell you, that ranch dip mix with the cream cheese, with, with the cream of whatever soup is absolutely amazing. That's in fact, it. it's one of my favorite recipes, actually, because I, I um and I do it with chicken as well. So you could do chicken tenders. Um, I just pulled up my microwave document. So let's see, we've got beef stroganoff in the microwave. So let's see what this is. That's interesting. Yeah. All right, one pound sirloin steak cut in little pieces. Two teaspoons of all-purpose flour, a teaspoon of salt, but you don't have to use salt, Eric, if you don't want to. That's the good thing about these recipes. If you don't want to add salt to it, you don't have to. Um, a fourth teaspoon of pepper, two teaspoons of butter, which you can use salt-free butter, one-third cup finely chopped onion, garlic, 
cream of chicken soup or cream of mushroom soup. And you can use sliced can of sliced mushrooms if you wish. I love mushrooms. So. Me too. Oh my goodness. No, I'll leave it out of mine. <laughs> there you go. You use the cream of chicken and you don't put the mushrooms. Mm, for sure. One-fourth one cup of water, two teaspoons of tomato paste, which I hate recipes that do that mm-hmm. because then you either got to get the little thing of tomato paste, which is hard to find, or you have to waste a can of tomato paste. So one cup of dairy sour cream. All right, you you roll the meat once you've cut it. You, you roll it in the flour. And then you put the butter in a microwave-safe microwave bowl. Just melt the butter, so, you know, 15 seconds or so. Put the meat that has been coated in the flour, and what I would do with that would be put it on a, a cutting board and, you know, just kind of use a meat hammer and make sure the flour is in the meat. And then you put the meat in there for five to six minutes on high. Then you stir in the onion and the garlic, cook up for a couple minutes. Then you stir in the soup the mushrooms, or not, (laughs) Um, water, cook on high for eight to ten minutes, stir in the sour cream for one minute, and cook for on high for one minute, and you can serve it over noodles. So there you go, beef stroganoff in the microwave. Well, every call we have is a different theme. So we have two calls a month, the second and fourth Wednesday. In fact, we had something unique last week. It was recipe swap meets it's electric because there were five um, Wednesdays in August. So Jeannie Johnson, who does It's Electric, came up with the idea that we do recipe swap meets It's Electric. I said, okay, why not? Everybody had such a good time. It was a lot of fun. And they said, we want you to do this again. I said, okay. So, um, but yeah, we just have a, a, a particular something. So uh, we've got like five things coming up. And they want me to do another soups and stews. They want to do another crock pot. But the next one, which is this week, is the um, gluten-free and um, chocolate. When you're cooking at home, do you have, um, you know, we all kind of have our favorite appliances or favorite little tools or something. Um, Do you have things that you just like to use because it's easy for Certain things are just easier for a blind person to use than I am a I am a crock pot user. Love my crock pot. I am not a big microwave user. I like my oven. I like my crock pot. And if I'm making, say, something like a a um, soup. A lot of times I will do that on my stove. 
I'm, I do not own an Instant Pot. I do not own an air fryer. I don't want one. Um, you know, but that that's what I use. I use my crock pot, my microwave, and my oven. Sheila, I think this has been great. Yes, oh, it's been thank awesome. you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I I was very honored, so thank you. Page three, around the internet. This article comes from Peter Altschul, posted on ACB Conversation on September 3. It is a follow-up story concerning the Braille Legos that we previously told you about a few weeks ago. Entitled, Be My Eyes and the Lego Group Partner to Bring Inclusive Play Experiences to Blind and Low Vision Lego Fans. The Lego Group has recently announced that it will begin selling Lego Braille Bricks to provide vision-impaired children and adults and anyone interested in learning Braille with a playful tool to support pre-Braille skill development. This initiative, started back in 2019, is part of the LEGO Group's ongoing commitment to make its play experiences more inclusive and accessible to thousands of people worldwide who are blind or have low vision. As part of this initiative, the LEGO Group is now partnering with Be My Eyes to bring live video assistance with their products directly in the Be My Eyes app. Starting today, September 1, LEGO fans who are blind or have low vision can reach out to a LEGO representative through the Be My Eyes app and receive support in a wide range of topics like unboxing a new LEGO set, reading building instructions, identify the colors and characteristics of LEGO blocks, Video assistance while building your new favorite Lego set. Navigate lego.com and discover new Lego sets in their online store. Learn more about Lego products and services. And much more. There are many ways you can get real-time video assistance from the Lego group. Reaching out to a Lego representative in the Be My Eyes app is quick and easy. Choose Specialized Help in the home page of the app. Select Games and Toys and click on Lego Group to open their profile. From here, you can start a call and get connected with one of their agents to receive real-time video support. Lego Play Experience Support on Be My Eyes is available from September 1 in the following countries. Belgium, Canada, France, Ireland, Luxembourg, Switzerland, the United States, and the United Kingdom. The service is available both in English and French, and you can reach out to LEGO representatives Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in your local time zone. Together with the LEGO Group, we aim to create more inclusive and accessible play experiences for thousands of people worldwide who are blind or have low vision. The LEGO Group joins companies like Microsoft, Google, Sony, and many others who have already chosen Be My Eyes Specialized Help to provide accessible consumer service 
to their customers. If you are interested in making your organization more accessible and inclusive, don't hesitate to reach out for more information. This next article was posted on August 2 on ACB Conversation and is entitled, This Android Phone for the Visually Impaired is Surprisingly Feature-Packed. From Android Authority, August 2, 2023. This Android phone for the visually impaired is surprisingly feature-packed. U.S. company Raz Mobility has released an Android phone for visually impaired users. It comes with a T9 keypad, navigation keys, and a Google Assistant button. The phone also offers wireless charging, a 3.5mm port, and micro SD card expansion. Today's top Android phones come with plenty of accessibility enhancements, including several features for the visually impaired. What if that isn't enough for you, though? U.S. company Raz Mobility has released the Smart Vision 3 smartphone for blind and visually impaired consumers. And you only need to look at it to realize that it's very different from 99% of Android phones out there. Plenty of features for the blind. The Smart Vision 3 packs a physical T9 keypad for typing, for starters, and this is important for visually impaired users, offering a consistent tactile experience compared to a virtual keyboard. The keypad also has physical navigation keys, allowing consumers to find their way through the operating system without using the touchscreen. The new Android phone also offers handy features like a dedicated hardware key for summoning Google Assistant, the usual talkback features when using the touchscreen, and a host of vision tools. The latter includes a banknote recognizer, light detector, color detector, navigation app, and screen magnifier. Raz Mobility's phone also includes wireless charging, albeit at 5W, which might just be the first time we've seen wireless charging on a phone with a T9 keypad. This could, nonetheless, be a handy addition for the target market, as you don't need to look for the charging port and cable. Otherwise, the rest of the phone is squarely mid-range. Expect a 2019-era Helio P70 budget processor. No 5G here. 4GB of RAM, 64GB of storage, and a 3.5-inch 640x960 screen. You're also getting a 3,500 mAh battery, which should give you decent endurance in concert with the smaller screen and 4G connectivity. It's also worth noting that the Smart Vision 3 offers micro SD 
expansion up to 128 gigabytes and a 3.5 millimeter port, two features we don't see very often on modern Android phones. Other notable features include dual SIM support, the Google Play Store, a 16 MP slash 2 MP rear camera pairing, a 5 MP selfie shooter, and a rear fingerprint scanner. Smart Vision 3 price and availability. Those expecting a mid-range price to go with the phone's mid-range core specs are sorely mistaken though. Raz Mobility is selling the Smart Vision 3 in the United States for $539. That's a pretty penny, it must be said. The company is also selling a $599 variant, which comes with a wireless charging pad, phone cover, screen protector, lanyard, pedestrian GPS app, and book-slash-document reader. Would you go back to a phone with a physical keypad? 60 votes say, I'm already using one, 8%. Yes, for sure, 43%. No, I wouldn't, 48%. There clearly aren't many Android phones out there with a keypad and specific enhancements for visually impaired users. So we're glad this phone exists. Toss in features like wireless charging, a 3.5 millimeter port, and micro SD support, and it's a unique proposition. In saying so, you might want to consider keypad toting phones like the Unihertz Titan Pocket and older phones like the BlackBerry Key 2 LE if all you need is the physical input. Many Android phones also ship with features like talkback, magnification, select to speak, and audio description functionality. So you might want to try these features first before buying something like the Smart Vision 3. From David Goldfield, Assistive Technology Specialist, you can subscribe to his Tech VI list by sending an announcement to TECH-VI plus sign subscribe at groups.io. This article is from Cord Cutters News from July 28, 2023, and it's entitled NASA is launching a new free streaming service called NASA Plus. Today NASA announced it is launching a new free streaming service called NASA Plus. This is replacing NASA's older free stream with new content, a fresh look, and its first on-demand streaming selection. Quote, Our vision is to inspire humanity through a unified world-class NASA web experience, said Jeff Seaton, Chief Information Officer at the agency's headquarters in Washington. NASA's legacy footprint presents an opportunity to dramatically improve the user experience for the public we serve. 
modernizing our main websites from a technology point of view, and streamlining how the public engages with our content online is critical first steps in making our agency's information more accessible, discoverable, and secure. End of quote. You can see the new streaming service live now on its website. And support for streaming services will be coming soon. This will include support for Roku, Fire TV, and the Apple TV. Here is how NASA describes this new app. Later this year, NASA also will launch its new streaming platform, NASA Plus, and upgrade the NASA app through the ad-free, no-cost, and family-friendly streaming service, users will gain access to the agency's Emmy Award-winning live coverage and views into the NASA's mission through collections of original video series, including a handful of new series launching with the stream service. We're putting space on demand and at your fingertips with NASA's new streaming platform, said Mark Etkin, Associate Administrator, Office of Communications, NASA Headquarters. Transforming our digital presence will help us better tell the stories of how NASA explores the unknown in air and space, inspires through discovery, and to... No and innovates for benefit of humanity. From exoplanet research to better understanding Earth's climate and the influence of the sun on our planet, along with exploration of the solar system, our new science and flagship websites, as well as forthcoming NASA Plus videos, showcases our discovery programs in an interdisciplinary and cross-cutting way, ultimately building stronger connections with our visitors and viewers, said Nikki Fox, Associate Administrator, Science Commission Directorate, NASA Headquarters. This is great news for fans of NASA to stream live coverage of everything NASA is doing. Next, CVS rolls out collection of accessible products. CVS is offering a new line of self-care tools created to be more inclusive. CVS is introducing a new line of tweezers, nail clippers, and other self-care tools designed to be easier for people with disabilities to use. The drugstore's Universal Tools collection includes six items that the company said were all created in collaboration with members of the disability community. The nail clippers, scissors, tweezers, nail nippers, cuticle cuticle nippers, and pumice stones have special features to make them more accessible like wide narrow handles and non-slip easy to grip silicone. CVS said. Surveys and in-home testing informed the products and their packaging. 
We know it's not enough to just stand for inclusivity and diversity. It needs to be seen through the products and services we are providing, said Andrea Harrison, Vice President of Merchandising for Beauty and Personal Care at CVS Health. The introduction of the Universal Tools collection ladders back to our continued efforts to make self-care solutions more inclusive for all of our customers. The new products are part of CVS's One Plus Other brand, which debuted earlier this year with an eye toward offering consumers a way to practice self-care at an accessible price, the company indicated. The Universal Tools Collection is available online and in CVS stores nationwide with prices ranging from $6.49 to $16.99. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.